Father's Day to all the moms. So glad that you're here today. Also, um, super excited for what God is doing at our South Toledo campus. If if we can keep uh, Pastor Renee in prayer, this she is um, speaking today, and she is not um, a preacher, and so she is not something she feels comfortable doing. But you know, this is God sometimes calls us to get out of our comfort zone, and so she was like really nervous about it. So if you don't mind, we're gonna pray for our South Toledo campus, um, as well as pray for the word today, because I do believe that the Lord gave me a word uh, for our body, specifically for this community today. This is not something that I'm going to be um, preaching again um, to our South Toledo campus. I feel this is specific uh, for this community today. So let's, if you don't mind, we're going to pray again. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for what you're doing, Lord. God, I just thank you for the good work you began in us, my favorite scripture. You are going to bring to completion. And God, I pray for our South Toledo campus, for Vision there on South and Broadway, and for Pastor Renee as she is um, speaking for one of the first times today. Lord, I pray that you would bless her and get, anoint her words and encourage um, not just the mothers, but the, everybody that's in that body today, Lord. And God, I pray for this word that you've given me, this prophetic word for our body today, Lord. I pray that you would give us ears to hear what your spirit is speaking. We thank you um, because we know that you love us and we thank you because we know that you are still working and that we get to join you at your work. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. All your moms are looking really good today. Whoop, whoop. I don't know if you're like me, you're like you, I turn every uh, I'm just a little extra. As you get to know me, you'll know that. So I like to turn every holiday into a weekend event. So uh, you can ask my kids. I don't let them get away with not doing things like my, you know, teenage boys, my oldest son. I said, as you know, Shua, you're the only one who hasn't get, uh, gone me anything yet. But don't worry. It's not too late. If you're taking notes, Shua, you can go ahead and make me a little card back there. Um, I'll receive that, <laughs> as well as coupons to do laundry, to wake up without an attitude, to help with brother and sister, anything you want to put on that. But, yes, I want my presence. Some moms say, oh, my kids are gift enough. Yes, true, true that. But I still want my presence. And we're going to turn it into a, we're going to turn it into a weekend event. One day is just not enough for us mothers. That's my opinion on the story. But, you know, I do that for my birthday and for Christmas and for everything, too. So <laughs> God is good. Again, so glad to see you guys. I'm really excited about this series that we've been in. We just started last week. I heard Pastor Bill brought the word and power. So I knew he would because he always does. You always walk away after he speaks with a lot to take in and a lot to think. I remember when I was a young girl sitting in his church when he was preaching. And I, I for those who don't know my testimony, I had a little rebellious period as a teenager. And I, um, Pastor Bill and his lovely wife, Sandy, took me into their home for um, just a couple months. But I learned a lot during that time. And uh, I taught Bill uh, Pastor Bill, some slang words back in the 90s, which I still use today, which I found out that I'm not cool for using those words anymore. For my, that's what my teenagers say, but I still, I still think they're cool because I was a 90s teen. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I, was, I can't even remember, but they come out from time to time as I'm talking to my kids. My, my kids, <laughs> did I say cool beans? So I, they come out from time to time. My kids are like, mm, no, Mom, we don't say that anymore. But back then, I was getting Pastor Bill hip the way my kids try to get me hip now. And he threw one of my slang words in his message. And I was like, 
I taught him that. I should have known then that I was called to preach and stand up in front of people because I was so excited. I felt like I was preaching even though he was preaching because I taught him that word. So (laughs) God is good. All right, so we've been on a series called Stretch Us. Can you say stretch us? And this series is um, based on a scripture uh, in Isaiah 54, 2, that says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. I believe that God wants us to extend our reach as a church. But in order for that to happen, we must be ready for growth. We must grow personally and allow in order for us to stretch and to our reach to go further. See, when, you're str- when you stretch, you become more flexible. Now, the older you get, the harder it is to stretch. Back in the day when I was a, a cheerleader boy, I didn't have to stretch too much. I just flipped my little legs up in the air, go down and splits in every which way direction. Now it's hard for me to touch my toes after four kids, let's be honest. Right? Stretching, the older we get, it, the harder it is. But yet it's still necessary because there's never a time in our life that God says, oh, that's okay, you've arrived, you don't have to sh- we don't have to work on you anymore. If that happens, he's going to just take us up like Elijah, and I don't believe anyone has been taken up since Elijah like that, right? Because God is still stretching us in order to grow us so that we can reach more people for him. And so I want to encourage you. Sometimes we have to stretch in order for God to have his way. Have you ever tried blowing up a balloon um, without stretching it out first? It's really, really hard, especially if you don't have, like, a great set of lungs. I've blown up plenty of balloons with all my kids. One year I actually added up all the birthday parties I've thrown because, see, back in the 80s we we only got, like, a couple birthday parties. Even spoiled kids only got a couple birthday parties. Parents didn't give birthday parties for every single birthday. But my generation makes it tough for me. i got to keep up with all these Pinterest moms, right? And they're always doing all these birthdays. And so I've blown up my share of balloons. But I'm telling you, it's very difficult to blow up a balloon without stretching it first. Once you stretch it, then it can reach its full capacity, right? God is the same with us spiritually. We have to be stretched in order to reach our full capability and what God has called us to do. And so I'm super stoked about this word that God gave me today because I don't believe there's a scripture really in the Bible, and I shouldn't say this because someone's going to prove me wrong, but I don't believe there's too many scriptures in the Bible that can illustrate stretching more than the prayer of Jabez. Now, if you've been around for a while in the church world, you've heard of the prayer of Jabez, especially if you was on fire for God back in the 90s because everybody had this little book that was called The Prayer of Jabez that, uh, that took you into the abundant life. And I'm telling you, I was just a young adult back then, but even I read that book because it was like that big, right? If you haven't read that book, get it. It's still very powerful. Matter of fact, I've listened to it twice this week on audiobooks and um, just – I'm telling you, it's very powerful when we're thinking about how God wants to stretch us. And I believe this is a perfect word for Mother's Day um, today. And my title, hold up, y'all got to do this for me. Give me a drum roll. I can't do it with one. Oh, you're too quick, Lindsay. You're too fire. That's my spiritual son. I'm ready to fire him back there. Just kidding. I was going to introduce my cool one, Stretch Marks Moms. Come on, can't get a better title than that on Mother's Day. You're like, no, why do we got to talk about that? You moms didn't even, you didn't even pretend to be happy about that. Like, that is the worst title for Mother's Day. Seriously, Stretch Marks, I'm trying to forget about that. (laughs) But this is the thing. When we've been stretched, 
Come on, moms who've had kids. There's going to be marks on you. Listen, I was all about the cocoa butter back in, in all my days. I was cocoa butter, everything up, and I did pretty good. But then there was marks in places I didn't think about cocoa buttery. And I'm like, Lord, because when you grow at rapid rate, you're going to be, you have to stretch in order to do that. Yeah. And there's going to be marks that you've been stretched. The same is true spiritually. This applies to both men and women. When God stretches us, there's marks that are left behind. There's things that, marks that say, man, you've been stretched. And in the prayer of Jabez, I believe there's three marks that I want to talk about that show that God is stretching you. And so if you feel like you've been stretched, this is going to show you. Let's read the prayer of Jabez. It's just a very short um, scripture that is found in the Old Testament in 1 Chronicles 4, 9 through 10. So if you're flipping there, I'm going to give you a second, or it's up on the screen because my boy is on it back there. And here it is. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Can all the mothers say amen? Jabez cried out to God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I may be free from pain. And God granted his request. So there's not very much more about Jabez in the Bible. It's just this little passage right here and this prayer that he prayed. We know he's from the tribe of Judah, and we believe, some scholars believe they know who his father was, but there's not much more detail written in the scriptures about Jabez. But God wrote down this prayer for us to know. This prayer was recorded in the scriptures, influenced by the Holy Spirit for us to know. So this must be a pretty powerful prayer if it was recorded in the scriptures for us to know. And I believe in this prayer there's three keys or three marks, if you will, that you've been stretched or being stretched. And so if you feel like you've been in a season of being stretched, I'm going to show you that there's three keys, and they're good, good marks, okay? Number one, you've experienced pain. You're like, that's a good mark? Well, let me get into it. <laughs> no one likes pain at the time. Matter of fact, uh, Jabez's mother must have experienced some major pain to name him Jabez because the name Jabez in Hebrew, which is what the Old Testament was written in, means pain. So she had experienced some kind of major pain. I'm talking maybe the baby was breached. Now, you got to remember, this was back in the day before the epidurals. Shonda Paris, Christian comedian, says God gave two things to women, chocolate and an epidural. <laughs> But this is before epidurals, okay? This is before they can give them any kind of pain shots. So she experienced um, immense pain in delivering Jabez to the point that she named her son Jabez. Now, in the Hebrew cultures, names were very, very important. I believe names are still very important today. I prayed over each one. I have four children, Pastor Josh and I do, and we prayed over each one of their names, praying and then fighting over which one we liked better, and then praying some more. We wrestled with some of these names until we knew. Matter of fact, our last son, God literally names. God woke up Josh um, in a dream and said, give your wife what she wants because I wanted one more. And he was like, mm, we're good. I'm like, no, we're not good. One more. <laughs> and God said, give your wife what she wants and name him Justice Michael. So I believe names are very, very important in, in Scripture. And so this name, Jabez, meaning pain, is very interesting to me for her to name him pain. I wonder how Jabez must have felt growing up 
with his name being pain. I mean, I, I loved my name as Joy. I tried to live up to the name Joy that my parents gave me. But there were certain times a year that my name got on my nerves as a child, you, typically around Christmas when people wanted to see joy to the world to me all the time, you know, things like that. And, and, or at Christmas time when people didn't know what to get me, even as a adult, they, I still have so many ornaments that say joy. I'm like, oh, such creativity there. Thank you. <laughs> right? Like there's certain times, but can you imagine your name being pain and, and you're in school, you're in the little league? What's up, pain? I mean, like, ooh. That must have affected Jabez to, a, to an extent that he literally prayed, bless me, increase my territory, and keep me from pain. <laughs> I think it's interesting. But this is the thing, friends. My uh, good friend, Dorinthia Nemeth, who's our worship leader at the South Toledo uh, campus, has this saying that I love. She says, don't waste your pain. And what she means by that is when you go through pain, when you go through difficulties, as the Bible says, count it pure joy, right? When you endure many trials, for the testing of your faith produces perseverance and so on and so forth so that you can have the character of God. So don't waste your pain, meaning the things that you go through in life that cause you pain, there's purpose to your pain. Your pain oftentimes will propel you into your purpose or into your future. I believe it was the pain that Jabez endured that propelled him to go to God in prayer and that he prayed this magnificent prayer that we all still today dissect and pray about and ask God to give us revelation on. Have Books have been written about books. It's like two scriptures and yet a, book, a whole book has been written about it because his pain did something in him that caused him to go to God in prayer. And friends, I want to encourage you, the pain that you've experienced, the things that you have gone through in life, it can, it can lead you to some of the most beautiful times you've ever had in prayer. Don't waste your pain. There's purpose in your pain. And this is the thing too, friends. You can let your pain define you or you can let your pain refine you. See, Jabez wasn't defined by his pain. He didn't allow his pain to be someone else's pain. As a matter of fact, Jabez dealt with his pain through prayer. And because he dealt with his pain through prayer, God granted his request. And he was blessed. And therefore, his children were blessed. That generational pain didn't have to go on. Some of us have experienced generational pain. Maybe some of us grew up without the loving father or mother. And we've experienced hardships in our, in our adolescent years. Sometimes we have such pain from our family of origin that when we get married and start our own own family, that pain continues through our line until we say enough is enough. And through the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus, we say, I'm breaking this generational curse. This is not going to go any further than it is right now. This is what Pastor Josh and I had to do. Pastor Josh, when he got married, he said, I am not going to be the same pain that I experienced. It's not going to be passed on to my children. The same way my father treated me is not how I'm going to treat my children. The same way the, the generational curses that I grew up with, I, they're broken in Jesus' name. That pain is going to be gone. My, my children aren't going to experience that. Friends, don't waste your pain. Let it propel you. Let it propel you to prayer. Let it propel you into your purpose because your pain might be what really blesses somebody else. Thank you. Come on. Right? Jesus. <laughs> Come on. 
Your pain may actually be developing the character you need that will help you be a more compassionate person to somebody else. Your pain might be developing something in you that you can actually minister to someone else because of the pain that you experience. What's the Bible say? With the same compassion and same forgiveness that you have been given, give it to others. Friends, with the same pain that you've endured and you've overcome, you can help somebody else overcome their pain. Come on. God's, but you guess what? Your pain is also what's going to stretch you. It's going to stretch you. It's going to make you go further than you've ever went before. Stretch marks are not all bad or all painful. Sometimes a mark that you are being stretched is that you're blessed. But know this, you are blessed for a reason. That's the second mark I want to talk about today. You are blessed for a reason. Blessings don't always come in the way that we think they are. As a matter of fact, know this, our blessings always come after our stretching. But as Americans, we want our blessings without being stretched first. We want to go further without being stretched to the place that we can go further. We want to climb that corporate ladder without going through the process and going through the steps that we have to go through, friends. Your blessing will come after your stretching. So we need to stop resisting the stretching of God because it's through the stretching that the blessing comes. Jabez prayed that God would bless him and that is something that we should pray, pray too, that God would bless us. There's nothing wrong. Sometimes we have um, some people who are of the Christian faith that feel like we can only pray for other people, that we can't pray for ourselves. But, friends, if God blesses us, he blesses us so we can bless others. Sometimes when we pray for our own healing, it's so that we can be healthy, so that we can pray for other people. Get that false concept out of your head that you can't pray for yourself. That's not true. We should pray and ask God to bless us. However, Jabez didn't tell God how he wanted God to bless him. The way God blesses is up to God. It's up to God. But God knows what is best, and he can do exceedingly above anything we've ever asked or thought of. Ephesians 3.20 confirms that. It says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Friends, if you've been in this place and you feel like you've been made for more, that's usually something that God is stirring in you. Right before we planted this campus, we went through a a time that I just felt, man, there's something more inside of me. And listen, I was quite comfortable. Our church was doing quite Craig, it was doing the best it was ever, ever had done before. We were having good numbers. Our finances were, you know, as inner city ministry, it was okay. We were, but we were blessed. We had um, influence in the city, in the community. But yet there was something inside of me that said there's, there's, something, there's something more. There's something different. Not that, that one is better. I didn't feel like there's something better, but I felt like there was something more. And so there was a stretching and a stirring and, and things that were going on. And then um, two years ago when we planted this campus and we went through a little honeymoon period. Y'all remember that? We were mean to like all the time and Aunt Mara's house everything was going good it was like this honeymoon period nothing bad was happening and then boom like like nine months afterwards it was like whoo one thing after another thing that we had to overcome and then I went through a period um uh at the end of last year the beginning of this year that I was like come this is not the blessing that I thought about like what well, I'm being real can I be real Thank you. Thank you, honey, for giving me permission. I want to be real. I want to be transparent. And I'm like, God, this is not the blessing that I thought that you said that we had. Because guess what? The blessing doesn't always look like you think it's going to look. Sometimes we ask for things and, don't, and then we complain about what we asked for. I begged for justice. 
I mean bags for that child. And now I'm like, he is driving me nuts. Oh, but yet I asked for him. And I am so grateful for him. And I, we asked for this church. And though things have happened that, haven't, that we didn't expect, I'm so grateful for the relationships that I have formed and for, and for what God is doing and the stirring and the growing. And I'm telling you, there's been times I've sat down at meetings that I feel I have been so stretched that I didn't experience before. I don't want to be the smartest person at the table. I'm so grateful that there's so many of you in here that, that, that challenge me in a good way to grow. And friends, that's what we need. But we have to realize we are blessed for a reason. And that reason, God blesses us so that we can bless others. Who are you blessing with the blessings that you have? In, in Romans 12, it talks about different gifts, different spiritual gifts that I believe are blessings. It says we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then encourage. If it's giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Whatever your gift is, friends, is given to you to bless God and to bless others. You need to realize our blessings are for God's purpose. It may not look like what we thought it was going to look like, but it's good. See, you may remember Mary, the mother of Jesus, and she was blessed. Matter of fact, an angel came to her and said, hey, I want to read this here. And Luke 1, 27 and 38, do I have that on there? Great. It says, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, the virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his word and wondered what kind of greeting might this be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Blessings means favor. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high, the Lord of God, Lord God will give him a throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendant forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So whole Holy one will, to be born will be called the son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going through, going to have a child in her old age. And she who said was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month for no word from God will ever fail. Now, I believe it's interesting that um, on purpose, the, re, the way that John the Baptist and Jesus was born. Now, Mary, there's nothing wrong, to, uh, wrong with asking God, okay, you're saying I'm blessed. Well, how can this be? Okay, there's nothing wrong with asking God, well, okay, thank you for saying I'm blessed, but, but how? How is this, you know, help me understand. There's nothing wrong with going to God and praying. And I believe sometimes God allows somebody else to go through something similar, not the exact same thing. Okay, uh, Elizabeth wasn't a virgin, but she was of old age, and it looked impossible for her to get married. And yet her story and her blessing encouraged someone else's blessing. Do you get that, friends? The angel even said, hey, look at, look at your 
relative Elizabeth. Look at what she's going through. God can do it in her. God's doing a blessing in you. Friends, your story can encourage someone else to walk in their blessing. Do you get that? You are blessed with purpose, with a purpose. You are blessed for a reason. You are blessed so that you can bless others. And so here goes Mary. She says, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may your word be to me fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Later on in the scriptures, it says um, that Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful and humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me what? Blessed. Now, did her blessing happen exactly the way she thought? Well, of course, she was a virgin. She knew that. But Imagine what she went through. Some of you guys have seen the nativity story or that you've read into this and know that most scholars believe that, that Mary was a teenager and that she wasn't married yet. And in that culture, I mean, you could be disowned from your family um, to the point that you could um, even be stoned. And yet, so she had to go endure the criticism of the, oh, they're not going to believe me. I'm a virgin. They're not going to believe that I did. Uh, what's, what's Joseph going to believe? He's going to believe I was with a different man. And yet she still said, may it be unto me. And God works that part out. But even after she had the baby and she's going to the temple and she's so excited, excited, there was a prophecy given to her by a woman named Anna that said that, that this child is going to pierce your very soul. Meaning that, Yes, he is God and he is Lord, but you're, you're going to go so, through some things. And she was at the cross. And can you imagine um, any, the greatest pain that any person could ever go through is a loss of a child. Even though Jesus, yes, thank you, Jesus, he did rise again. And she understood that. But yet in that moment, her soul was pierced. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this to explain further to you that our blessings don't always look like we think they're going to look. But you're blessed to be a blessing to others. And you're blessed with a purpose. And our blessings come after stretching. Another mark that you may be experiencing a stretching in your life. Yes, it, you've experienced pain. You are blessed, but it doesn't look like you thought. And friends, finally, your influence is expanding. Jabez prayed, enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from what? Pain. And God granted his request. Now, we want God to enlarge our influence, enlarge our territory. We need to understand that in order to get that, we have to step up in certain areas. It's not just God doing all the work and we sit back and do nothing, right? <laughs> I, sometimes I wish it was just, oh, I could just pray and it could just happen. I mean, God, God, not to say that God won't do the miraculous because obviously we're a church that believes that he will. But yet we have to participate in those faith, in that miracle. I just preached last week on um, Acts chapter 10 at our South Toledo campus, and I talked about how um, Peter went to uh, Cornelius' home, and Cornelius and his whole family uh, got saved. But Jesus had to speak to Peter basically through a vision, and as he was speaking to Peter through a vision, right before that, he spoke to Cornelius with an angel. And the angel could have just told Cornelius the plan of salvation, but that wasn't God's will because God's will was to use human agents to bring about the good news of the gospel. Friends, God can just show up in the sky right now and tell all of the Toledo area that he is the one true God, but he chooses to use human agents to do his work. 
And so as we want our influence to expand, as we want our influence to grow, we have to know, yes, let's pray like the prayer of Jabez. Let's pray those prayers. But in our praying, we have to be ready to put feet to our prayer. We have to be willing to step up and put some action behind what we've been praying for. And when we put feet to our prayer, most likely we probably are going to be stepping out of some things. We're going to be stepping out of maybe some comfort zones. We're going to be stepping out of um, maybe some old mindsets, old ways of thinking. But God will be with us. And I believe that it is his will for our influence to increase because our influence is inspired by God if you're his people. Amen. So it's not about making me famous, but it's increasing my influence so I can make him famous. Too many people nowadays, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I got to go there. Too many people nowadays who do receive success make the success about themselves instead of about the one who gave them all the blessings. Come on, somebody. God wants us to step up. He wants us to be successful. But Jabez realized something that most don't about success. He realized the more successful you are, the more temptation you go through. The more successful you are, the more harm and pain and evil wants to come your way. Or as my pastor used to say when I was being trained, the higher the level, the bigger the devil. (laughs) I mean, I can't tell you how many times I heard that. The more you do for God, the more you step up, and the more your influences increase, the bigger that target is on your back. And so, you know why? Because it... Otherwise, we can forget why we're doing what we're doing in the first place, and we can make it about ourselves. But I believe God uses that so that we can stay in humility and say, it is God, not me. It is God working in and through me. It is not by my own means. Amen? So Jabez prayed for his reach to go further. But he also prayed, not not unless your hand is upon me. It reminds me of what Moses prayed. See, because remember Jabez prayed, enlarge my territory, and then what? Let your hand be with me. Keep me from harm so I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. And so he asked God's hand to be on him. This is what the key is. The more successful we are, the more our influence grows. We need to know the more we need God's hand on us and on our life because we cannot do this without him. And the moment we start making it about us and we let that pride come in is the moment that the pain and the harm that Jabez prayed keep away from me is going to come in because he opened a door. You see what I'm saying? Is that making sense to you, friends? And so we have to, we have to even more so pray, God, I need you. I thought I needed God when I was single, and I did. But then when I got married and God increased my territory in a covenant relationship, I needed God all the more. You did, baby. You made me need Jesus more, which is a good thing. We used to say to each other, we've put in, been putting each other's life to what? Crucify our flesh. We say, oh, he's in my life to crucify my flesh, and I'm in his life to crucify his flesh. And then our t- ter- territory expanded some more, and God gave us children to steward and to raise in the ways of the Lord. And I needed God all the more, need God all the more for that. And then they were toddlers, and I needed them all the more, and now they're coming to be teenagers, and I need them all the more. And from what I hear, young adults are even harder. Lord, have mercy. I just turned 40 in September, and my dad said the hardest years of parenting is the 40 years. And then I had a crisis. I called him up. I'm like, Dad, I need advice. Can it be 41 years? He said, baby, we can give you one more year. I'm like, one more year. Let me tell you about this. (laughs) I'm telling you. But the more we increase in the Lord, the more God increases our influence, the more we are successful, the more we need him. 
so that we can steward what he's given us in the right way. Amen. So that we can honor him and not let the enemy come in. And so this is something that, that Jabez prayed. Let your hand be upon me. And it reminds me of what Moses prayed in Exodus 33, 15. Then Moses said to him, to God, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Until God increases our, his presence in this place. To the point that, that we are stewarding it and we are doing everything God has called us to do right here in this little building. Do not send us up from here. Come on, somebody. We need God to be, we need God to come. We need his hand. We need his presence. And we don't want to go without his presence. We don't want to go because it's a good idea. We don't want to go because it's a good deal. We don't want to go because we think it's a, a wisdom to do this this way or that way. No, we want God's wisdom, not man's wisdom. We want God's direction, not our good ideas. So, Lord, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. My question today is, do you value the presence of God in your life? I believe that you do. But it's being in the presence of God that really changes us. And something else that's interesting that I haven't spoken about yet with Jabez is that the little bit of this two, two, three little scriptures here, it says that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And so even though his mom named him Payne, Yet his character was more honorable than his name. And his character was more honorable than those who surrounded him. God wants to raise up a people in this place that they stand out, not because of their name, not because of what they look like, but because of their character. And it will be because of our character that our influence can really increase. Jabez's character made him stand out. Jabez's character is what gave him influence and God because of that, enlarge his territory because of his character. Do you have the type of character that God can use to influence others? Friends, God grows our influence so that others will be reached for his kingdom. Remember, we are blessed to be a blessing. But here's where the enemy wants to come in. And as our influence increases, as our, if our character is not increasing at the same time as our influence, if our character is not getting more and more like God at the, at the same time that our influence is, then what can happen is we can um, grow and get to the successful and even in ministry I've seen this happen and yet because the character was not growing and being developed at the same time you end up failing more than just anything you can imagine because if your character is not in line and you're and, and you have success without character not only are you damaging yourself but all kinds of people around you so we need God to sharpen us. We need God. We need to go before the Lord. And, and even after 20-plus years of serving the Lord, I said, God, help me continue to die to my flesh. Help me continue to lay at the altar. And things that are in me that aren't of you, let it go. I was in a, a very intense meeting this week. And, and, and the meeting that I sat down in, usually I'm a pretty – talkative person. You guys know me. I can, I can come to the meeting with opinions and thoughts and ideas and strategy, but yet I felt the Lord said, Shh, I want you to go to this meeting. I want you to be quiet to the point that both the people I was meeting with, I think were a little shocked that I really didn't say much. And they looked at me and said, Joy, what do you think? And then that's when I felt the Lord said, okay, say. And then even after that, I only spoke what I felt the Lord say, just two little things. 
And then I came home and I pondered more on and I prayed through more and I feel like the Lord has given me more to once the opportunity is, oh, the door is open, the opportunity arises, that I will speak into the situation. But friends, I don't want it to be about joy and her ideas and her thoughts. I want my life to glorify God in such a way that I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. That's what Paul said and that's the gospel, friends. Jabez prayed a powerful prayer, and God granted him his prayer. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm, so I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Friends, I believe this is a word for our body that we are to go to the Lord and we are to pray this prayer over ourselves and over this ministry. And we're to allow allow God to work in our character and to do what he has to do in us so that as he increases our territory, we are ready for the blessings of God that he is going to pour in. I believe he's going to grant this request for us today. Would you stand to your feet? God is stretching us. Amen. He's stretching us. And he's stretching us so that we can grow in order to reach more people for Jesus. If you don't mind, would you just stretch out your hands? I believe it's fitting. Stretch out your hands. I want to just speak a blessing and a prayer over you today. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the men and women that are in this room today, Lord, on this Mother's Day. And I pray uh, the prayer of Jabrez over them today. God, I pray and I declare in Jesus' name that you would bless them and enlarge their territory, that your hand would be with them, that you would keep them from harm and free from pain. God, that you would have your way in their lives. And God, I believe that you're going to answer this prayer, Lord God, and that you're going to move in the lives of your people, Lord. God, I thank you for challenging us today. I thank you for encouraging us today. And God, I pray that you would be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like some special prayer today, I would love to pray for you. Um, you, could, you can find me. You can come make your way up to the altar. We'll play just a little bit longer. I would love to lay hands on you and pray for you if you have any extra prayer requests. If not, that's fine too. We have some greeters and some different people that want to make sure they meet you. Don't feel like you have to rush out. We're here for, we, we're, we got this building for quite a few more hours, but just know that we love you. God bless you. We hope you come back again. We want to get to know you. If you have any prayer, I would love to pray for you.